0: Today I'd like to talk about spiritual food, you know, how to eat spiritual food, which is a form of journaling. But before we do that, I want to just tell a story of how I got into journaling. In 1983, I graduated from Bible College, Gulf Coast Bible College in Houston. They have since sold their campus and moved to Oklahoma Oklahoma City, so they're Mid-America Bible College, uh, (laughs) Mid-America Christian University now, At the time, my brother-in-law Greg Holly and my sister were pastoring in Kirbyville, Texas, and so we went there one weekend to minister there. And I'm serving at a church on Veterans Memorial Boulevard on the north side of Houston, and and itching to do something great for God. And and while I was in Kirbyville, my brother-in-law says, "Hey, let's go see this artist in Jasper, old man named Brother Driscoll, who's prophetic." And uh, he paints baptistry scenes all over East Texas or baptistries with scenery that he's painted. And some of these scenery has flowers in them from the Holy Land. And he's never been to the Holy Land, but he just paints from his heart. And, and lo and behold, these things happen. So, so he went to meet him, and uh, he, uh, I think my brother-in-law asked, Brother Driscoll, do you have any word from my brother-in-law here? He says, yeah, I see you, young man, with books all around you. And I said, oh, that's right on. I just graduated from Bible college. He said, no, that's the past. What I'm seeing is the future. God's got a whole lot more for you to learn, boy. Oh, wow. And uh, so he, he encouraged me. And I thought, oh, well, I don't know if I've ever seen that. I've had enough of school. <laughs> and uh, so on the way to the car, he had a few paintings in his yard, leaned up against rocks and trees. And he gave me one of them called The Trail. And um for years, we had it hanging in our bedroom, and it's this winding road that goes up to this flat-top mountain with a dip in the middle, and the trail uh, goes from a, in the foreground is this arched Austin Stone doorway that looks at this trail going up to this flat-top mountain with the uh, dip in the middle. Remind me, I've done this twice and forgot to tell the, complete the story of the painting, so remind me to complete the story of the painting. So, um, in the summer of 84, we moved to Farmer's Branch to plant a church. We were in a church in Houston where you couldn't leave with the pastor's blessing. I mean, he'd pretty much curse you if you left You're with him for a life, you know. You'll never be blessed, you know, that kind of thing. But if you left to plant a church, he, he would give you his blessing. So, I worked for the church for, you know, four and a half years, and so... Um, I wanted his blessing, so we said, we're going to go plant a church. The main reason was I just wanted to get out of there.
1: <laughs> so
0: after being gone from there for about six months, I thought, you know, I said I was going to plant that church. We better do it. And that says, did God tell us to do this? Oh,
2: no, I didn't say that. I think God didn't tell us to plant a church.
0: And I didn't know the Lord could speak as much as he did. You know, I looked at the verse in the Old Testament. The Lord speaks once, yea, twice. So it's okay, I've heard from God, I feel, believe I'm called to preach, and I'm not getting any invitations, so I'm going to go make a place. <laughs> and so uh, we figured a good place would be Las Colinas, which had no churches of any kind. And uh, it's, uh, it's a development area in North Irving. So we couldn't get in Las Colinas, but that was our target, so we started in a hotel in Irving. And we wound up in a uh, office warehouse for two and a half years. Um, during the second year, we became a non-denominational church. We left our denomination. And and then at the end of the the second year, I went to a James Robinson Bible conference and heard a man named Jack Hayford preach on the life with God is walk with a limp. And he told the story of Jacob. And man, he just nailed me between the eyes. It was me, you know, I was Jacob. And so... Uh, at the end of the session, they broke for lunch. It was in the Dallas uh, Convention Center. And I stayed in my seat and just got on the floor and in a puddle of tears just laid down my will to the Lord. And For the first time, said, Lord, I've always wanted to be a preacher. I've always, you know, my grandpa was, my dad was. But I will shut this thing down if you tell me to. What is your will for my life? And the words, follow me, came to came to me. So I'm called to follow the Lord. So I thought, Hallelujah! The church is going to, you know, going to thrive. You know, so mm. almost changed the name from Church Triumphant to Jesus Following Fellowship, or you know, <laughs> but we didn't. And so I set out on the quest to follow the Lord to seek Him every day with a real passion. What does He want me to do today? Follow Him. Jesus said, "Follow Me." And so, um, four months later, we had a a extended meeting, a three night meeting with a guy. That we'd had come before, and so he knew us really well. And the last night of the meeting, he spoke on the subject: "What is a work of the flesh?" Mm-hmm. And he talked about the Ishmael, uh, the, the the reality of Ishmaels all through the Bible, everything from Moses killing, you know, that that Egyptian to uh, uh, Joshua going to battle without seeking the Lord and Ai and and Abraham and Sarah helping God out with Hagar and and uh, he said things like if it's an Ishmael you have to keep it alive to keep it in, in alignment if it can't exist without all your human efforts it's an Ishmael wow. and man it just once again nailed me between the eyes so The next day, in my effort to follow the Lord, I said, Lord, what are you saying? And the words, I have spoken, came to me. Well, then I felt a little bit disillusioned. I said, Lord, you know, four months ago, I was willing to close this down. How can you just lead me on for four months thinking this thing's going to work? And now I'm supposed to shut it down. And he spoke to my heart. He says, you open this thing. I'm closing it. You opened it, I'm closing it. I knew I heard from him. Well, what about my kin folks? Because they were mad that I had left. We had left the denomination and had pronounced our gloom and doom. And uh, now I'm going to get persecution from them. He said, "Don't hide anything from them. Let them see it all, so that they can have the right perspective when they see what I'm going to do." So sure enough, we got the ridicule and all that went along with that. And we closed it down and gave all of our furnishings away to a church on the rock that was getting started at Cedar Creek Lake. And uh, it, they invited us to go and help them start this church. So I thought, oh, the Lord's opening a door for us to work with other leaders and because we had been part of this unhealthy thing in Houston. It doesn't exist anymore, by the way. And so uh, we... Um, thought we would, but first I want to visit Shady Grove Church. I'd heard Pastor Olin on the radio and I heard so many good things about it. Maybe we can steer, we have about 30 people, maybe we can steer some of our people to Shady Grove. So we went, we loved it, ate it up. Yeah, that's great. Uh, The next Sunday though, we plan on going to the new church on the rock that had all our stuff. And uh, Saturday, I'm looking at the map on how to get there. It would be about an hour or so away from where we lived. And I just didn't feel right inside. like I was taking a bath with my socks on. Something was just not right. You know? And I, I prayed and sought the Lord. And I just felt impressed we were supposed to go back to Shady Grove for another service. And um, shared it with a vet. And she bore witness to that. So we got to the service. It had already started, I believe, and sat on the back row up in the balcony in their old, in their old building. This was in 87, uh, April of 87. And um, I think Warren Hastings was leading worship. And uh, between songs, Pastor Ola stepped up to the mic and pointed at us and said these words, you're home, welcome home. Well, I had just turned to vet, and I said, honey, I think this feels like home.
1: No.
3: I felt the word
0: home burning me. Now, there's no way he could read our lips. He doesn't remember doing this, but he did it. Yeah. You, and I never saw him do it since in any service. We were with him in multiple services. We were there for over four years. You're home, welcome home. So my first thoughts were, well, I don't know what these people believe. So we, they had new membership classes, which were 42 weeks of classes, 42 Sunday nights. You couldn't serve in any capacity till you'd gone through these. Well, about halfway through, they let me be an usher. I was so thrilled. Well, during this season, my sister gave me a book on journaling by Gordon McDonald called Ordering Your Private World. And it, he helped me write my prayers down. Because I was in the dumps. I was depressed. My ego was smashed. Not saying it didn't need smashing. But i go to church Sunday morning and cry like a baby. Get under my chair pretty much. Just, to, you know, here comes the tears again. I was just so heartbroken for a straight year before I could sit in my chair the whole service, you know. And uh, so I was journaling. For four years I was journaling, taking my journals to church and writing notes in them, writing prayers in them, writing poems in them, writing thoughts in them. I mean, this this was just, I was waxing eloquent in my, in my journaling. I even felt impressed to read through the Old Testament, looking for the operation of self-will. So I got tons of notes on that from my, you know, meditating on the Word. And then... Um, during that four years, they hired a vet to work in the area of children's ministry because we had kids in church, and so we wanted to make sure that that the children's ministry was healthy in the church. So we got involved to help make it help make it succeed, and and it wasn't long till she was hired to help Mary Burns be her like her assistant, and and then uh, I started helping teach those 42 weeks of classes. I taught on repentance for six weeks. Uh, for like a year and then another year I taught on faith for six weeks for about a year it was a six week course for a year it was back to back and then another year I did um, baptisms so um, first principles was based on the elementary principles of Christ in Hebrews six so all during this time I'm journaling like mad and and um then something happened. They recruited us to work with children on Wednesday nights to have children's church at this new church they were helping get going in Granbury. So we were having children's church while the adults met in homes on Wednesday nights in Granbury. And uh, we did that for nine months, and I became the pastor, which is a whole nother story. But um, basically, nobody was in charge of the group. And so it wasn't very long before we had to begin to attend Sunday morning as well to oversee the services, because every week was a different guest speaker. To see if somebody felt called to be the pastor, and nobody was feeling called, so they needed somebody to kind of oversee the services. And so, anyway, nine months later became the pastor. So I start pastoring, and it's not very many years till my journaling just dries up. Uh, journaling is great therapy. If, if I'm in the dumps I can journal but now I'm in the word to feed the sheep right that's what pastors do and so um, something happened where my time in the word was kind of being robbed for me until I discovered this way of journaling this is the way a pastor or anybody can, can eat the word for them and not be thinking about other people and pastors, and we all need to eat the word for us. Uh, Because we deal with all kinds of winds winds of doctrine out out there in in the world. They blow through our churches. Last week I dealt with two different issues behind the scenes. Uh, One guy's believing with all his heart. We don't need to ever confess our sins. Now that our sins are forgiven, don't confess them. If you sin, just stop it. But don't tell God you're sorry, you know, just don't don't repent. And obviously, you know, you die without asking God to forgive you. You know, the grace of Jesus covers all, but still, I just think that's bad manners. Well, then, the other extreme was it being embraced by another guy who invited me to lunch, and he wanted to preach this to me, that if your prayers aren't answered, there's got to be a reason, and you need to go to court and let Jesus be your attorney and present your case because the devil's up there Blocking our prayers from being answered, you know, and so had to deal with you know where where is the devil right now kind of deal with him. So it's two different extremes, you know, uh, and truth in both of them. I mean, just so when am I going to preach on Sunday if I'm not eating the Word for myself? I'm going to wind up tackling one of those That's issues, right. and That's then right. there I am helping further a wind of doctrine or getting distracted from feeding the people. So
1: these
2: out. were you going to talk about the
0: painting yes after the week mm-hmm. we became pastor that hour looking at the painting and we said that's highway 377 and that's Comanche Peak in the background of our city when you drive there from Fort Worth like we had for months 377 is a winding road and when you come through a break in the rocks you know they cut through this hill to make, to make the road so you got the limestone, on the, you know, the rocks on either side, and here's this winding road going to the community, and there's the flat top mountain with a dip in the middle. from HP. It was a prophetic picture of what was going to happen in our life. Wow. But I had a whole lot more to
3: learn.
1: <laughs> you take one and
0: pass.
3: That's it.
4: Gordon McDonald, ordering your world? Private world.
0: Private world. Ordering the thoughts of your mind on journaling. So, anyway. So, this is a simple technique that I learned from a four-square, semi-retired pastor that moved to Granbury. He's now the chaplain at a retirement center. So, he's still ministering. Um, And he learned it. I'm not sure where he learned it from, but it is a major part of church life in Hawaii at New Hope. New Hope Churches, Wayne Codero's the pastor. It's, they've got campuses on different islands. And it's just a way of, uh, he even sells journals that you can buy, and it's, it, this format is in on each page of the journal so you can do it. But basically the concept is you read a chapter of the Word once, and then you read it again, looking for what speaks to you the most. And that's how it gets started. So, would you like to enjoy spiritual growth? If, if so, journaling is a great way to go. You actually enjoy doing this. A way to meditate on scripture. As we read the Bible, we can begin to see how God thinks about our lives. Thinking and meditating on the scriptures can change the way we think and live. Such spiritual activity can transform our attitudes and change our lives for the better. A good way to do this is by using your own Bible and a notebook for writing down your thoughts while reading the scriptures. Sometimes called journaling, this can be a good way to both remember and process what God has spoken and is speaking to you personally during the times you are reading his word. Your notes can be useful tools for reviewing some of the life-changing insights received and for sharing with others and helping someone else. In the following is a simple pattern to use for Bible meditation that is based on Psalm 119, verse 9, which says, How can a young man cleanse his way? By taking heed according to your word. Using the letters for SOAP as an acrostic or an acronym, this approach is an easy thing to do for taking heed to God's word that can cleanse your way. So SOAP, S-O-A-P, stands for Scripture, Observation, or Own Words, Application, and Prayer. First comes the scripture. Open your Bible to read one chapter or two. Take your time in order to allow God to speak to you. Afterwards, look for a verse or verses that speak to you the most, and write them down in your own journal, word for word, beside the letter S. That is your scripture. Then you read it again, and think of your observation, which is a paraphrase. What do you think God is saying in the scripture? Ask the Holy Spirit to teach and reveal Jesus to you from it. Write the scripture down again, this time in your own words in your journal, beside the letter O. So now you've got the scripture, now you've got your paraphrase. Then comes the application. Reread what you have written, the scripture and your observation, then personalize what you have read by asking yourself, how does this apply to my life right now? Why is this speaking to me the most? Perhaps it's instruction, encouragement, fresh understanding of a promise or some correction for a particular area of life. Now write out how this scripture applies to you today beside the letter A. Then comes prayer. This can be as simple as asking God to help you obey this scripture, or it might be for more insights into what he may be saying to you. Remember, prayer is a two-way conversation, so be sure to listen to what God has to say. Now begin writing your prayer down beside the letter P. How can I get started? You need three items, a Bible, a pen, and a notebook. Or in our day and time, your smartphone. You can do all this on your phone. Uh, When should I journal? It's a good idea to set aside a certain time in your schedule each day and find a quiet place where you won't be distracted. It's not important when you do your devotions, but that you make it an important part of your day as often as possible. For morning people, it's a great way to start your day. For others, it's a 20-minute lunch break with the Lord and his word for night hours it can be a final act of the day a time to quiet your thoughts and hear God's voice before receiving a good night's sleep you know Paul said whatever is true whatever is just whatever is lovely whatever is good report if there be any virtue if there's anything worthy of praise think on these things so we read that and we think you know well okay I'm supposed to think of good things you know we kind of use that verse as a filter for our thoughts well this takes a The next step, you're actually reading lovely, beautiful, virtuous, praiseworthy things. Rather than trying to fight off the negative, you're receiving the the positive. So what I did, today's the 17th. So um, I like to get people started doing Proverbs one chapter a day based on the day of the month. So here's word for word in the New King James version, Proverbs 17. And then here's a guide for doing it. And so I'd like for us to do it, and then we'll share. This is a great way for a home group. Uh, People go around the circle and share what they got. But right now, I want to turn to the back page, and I'll share myself doing it. So I read the chapter through once, and then I read it through again, and the verse that spoke to me the most after prayer was verses 27 through 28, which says, He who has knowledge spares his word. And a man of understanding is of a calm spirit. Even a fool is counted wise when he holds his peace. When he shuts his lips, he is considered perceptive. So, here's my paraphrase, my own words or observation. Speaking less than one listens is a trait of a person who knows how to learn, which also was which often enables him or her to stay cool in distressing times. Being quiet gives the impression that one is intelligent, and keeping the mouth closed is good for hiding cluelessness. (laughs) Um, I think it was Abe Lincoln or Mark Twain said, better be quiet and considered a fool than to open your mouth and remove all doubt.
1: (laughs) Uh,
0: Application was... I need to be educated daily in order to gain the information necessary for succeeding in times like these. To do this, I need to use my mouth less and my ears more. Doing so will help increase my enjoyment of people and vice versa. Sometimes as a pastor, you find yourself talking to people waiting for your turn to talk because you know what they need to hear. Well, this principle helps slow us down. My prayer was, Father, give me a heart to learn continually so that I can be even-tempered at all times, based on my having gained the information needed for every occasion. Help me to listen up today by esteeming others as having important things to teach me. Please remind me to ask more questions and to give less answers, especially when no one is asking. In the name above all names, amen. So it's obvious I, I did this in advance. You know, preparing. Uh, But when you do this, it has an impact on you all day long. And then if you go to the next chapter and do it again, that verse would have an impact on you all day long. And so after several consecutive days, there's an accumulative effect that the Word is having on your life. And you're not preparing a sermon for anybody but yourself. You're eating the word that's not necessarily connected to a wind of doctrine that you're dealing with or hearing about. Now, sometimes those things affect what what you're reading, but it's fine. It's, you were there. You weren't digging for something to go, to go look at. Um, I've done this in small groups and in large groups. Uh, I've done this with new members for a while. Uh, I did it with uh, James chapter 3. You know, you want your members to understand the power of their words, their tongue. And uh, on one occasion, I saw a wife break down in tears and repent to her husband in front of the small group that was there for how she had been treating him with her tongue, her words. And the word was convicted at the time. I've done this, and unbelievers in the group did it and heard the Lord speak to them. So it's a neat thing. It's not, you know, you don't want to put everything in this basket, but it is a tool. To use that, that helps me personally as well as a way to help others and get people reading their Bibles in a way that they can understand for themselves. Sometimes they're overwhelmed by all the information, even though it's what less than 2,000 pages, but still, they, there's a lot there. And this helps them digest it and bite-size John. Any thoughts? Anybody already doing it like this? or There's other acronyms out there? Go ahead.
5: does. <laughs> She's trying to teach me. <laughs> okay.
0: She does the soap or journal? Well,
5: yeah, it's, it's basically the same. Uh, it, it doesn't necessarily say soap or anything, okay but she, she takes a book or a chapter a book and she reads through it
0: and, yeah and
5: journals with it as she goes.
0: Some people, I believe, are natural journalers, and I thought I was when it started, and it flowed, but it's because I was in the dumps. When things turned around, suddenly uh, motivation wasn't there, the, the depth of my devotional life got lost in thinking about what I'm going to preach. Feel like it, sure. okay. <laughs> Is this I'm a format?
5: i journaler
4: since yeah. I got okay. But I've never done it in a method like this. And so... I typically will study, and, you know, the Lord will speak. Okay. But um, I see the power in the
0: okay. Word. Well, don't let this rip you off. I mean, if you're being fed just like you're doing, it's fine. But if things start to get a little dry, get get this one going. Anyway. I
4: think this is a good way to teach young people how to... Yeah. Well, uh, you know? young
3: people, just new believers. Yeah. I mean, I was yeah. thinking about Thursday night. We're supposed to teach on the hearing the the voice right. of the Lord, right. and with that group, this is perfect. Yeah. I mean, this is almost this is it. This is yeah. Perfect. So,
0: so with that being said, could we do it? Take the next few minutes and do it. I'll pass out pens. I'm they might need a pen. Yes, by all means. There's, um,
4: um, here are the extra ones right here on this table.
0: Sorry. You don't want to mm-hmm. take for you know, comfortable where I may yeah. need pins. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Set the table if you like, or we have up there. Yeah. I have one. I'm confused. i my Bible.
2: Oh, it would be in there. this with our youth kids, and it was amazing how uh, the kids would... They lined up the back. mic
0: to read what they got. Oh, yeah. And, and uh, revel- me,
2: the revelation that they received was yeah. really profound. That's awesome. And another thing that's typical cool is, like, you may be going through something, you know, you read the word and something just jumps out like, oh, wow, exactly what I need it. God and
3: his
0: the of his yeah. So let's go for it for the next twenty minutes. All right, did anybody get verse one? Verse two? I did
4: verse one.
0: You did verse one. Yeah. Awesome. Okay. Well, when you're done, we'll start.
4: Okay. So. I did one and fourteen.
0: That's great. That's so. fine. That's the it okay. happens. Yeah.
1: I'm done.
0: And we've got the text in front of us, uh, so we could read the verse with her and then hear hear what she got from it. Okay. Okay. You start us off. Read your scriptures that you got, and then your okay. observation.
4: Better is a dry morsel with quietness than a house full of feasting with strife. And then fourteen, the beginning of strife is like releasing water. Therefore, stop contention before a quarrel starts. I mm-hmm. like <laughs> well, okay. together. Yeah. So yeah. All right. That was so. So. that was totally my morning. <laughs> okay. Uh-huh. Yeah. I was like, with my daughter. <laughs> right, I was so. like, Wow. Okay. Hallelujah. <laughs> like, yeah. Yeah. yeah so what is your, I had to so apologize to her on the way to.
0: So in your own words?
4: It is better to keep silent than argue and allow anger to fill my home. Anger and arguing become like a flood and can overtake everyone in the house. So keep quiet in order to keep arguing from even starting.
0: That was your observation? Yeah. Okay, and then your application?
4: Then I need to keep my mouth shut. (laughs) 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 When I realize that strife and Anger are trying to take control of me so that it doesn't overtake everyone in my family, peace is always better.
1: All right. In your prayer?
4: With dear Lord, please help me to keep quiet when my anger wants to spread to my family so that have, our house can be a home of
0: peace. Wow, that's so good. Yeah. So good. Yeah. All if right. All I right. get verse two, three, four,
5: five.
0: Okay. Five, yeah. All right. Go ahead. Verse three. Verse three, all right. <laughs>
1: The refining pot is for silver and the furnace for gold. The Lord tests the heart. The refining pot, I say, excuse me, <coughs> the, the Lord will press me more than the refiner's fire does silver and gold. Application The Lord deals in my circumstances and thoughts. He is a refining fire that cannot be extinguished. He will go as far as we will let him. Still, he does not abandon us, even then, even when we do hmm. uh, quench him, quench his spirit. Then, prayer, O Holy Father, thank you for dealing with me as a father who loves you. Help me to hear, to understand, to yield, to repent, to allow you to change me into a new creation. Aww.
0: That's good. That's good. Awesome. So you got exhorted by the word, and he got encouraged. That's good. Awesome. Uh, four, five, six,
1: what? I got the six, and I couldn't
5: go Okay. Children's children are the crown of old men, and the glory of children is their father. And I've been, tired
0: of my God, what have I done? I love catchy titles. It makes you makes you want to read it. Okay, go ahead. Uh, Soap
5: is children's children are are crown, and there uh, no is. I've been looking at my grandchildren with human eyes and not God's eyes. Mm. I have a grandson who tried to commit suicide last week. I have a granddaughter that has seven children that are wedlocked. I have another granddaughter who is a whore. Mm. And I've been looking at him with my eyes and not God's eyes. Scriptures. This speaks to their lives and to be an intercessor for them. Mm. And my prayer is that in the name of Jesus that he changes me. That I want be a help to them. Not a hindrance to see them for what he has for their life Mm. and not what I have.
1: Mm. (laughs)
5: That's
1: right, girl. Mm-hmm. Oh, so God. good. Mm-hmm.
5: Thank you, Lord.
2: Let's mm. just pray into that right now.
1: Mm-hmm. Thank you, Jesus. What's with
5: me? Jim. Pastor
1: Jim. Jim. Pastor Jim. I'm pastor, a pastor Jim. <laughs>
2: pastor Jim. <laughs> it's okay, Pastor Jim. You know, we've all got kids, and we just want to pray over you that the presence of the Lord spoken to you today. Um to bring an encouraging word to you to give you a tool uh in order to access their hearts and that tool is prayer and like you said intercession and so we just speak to your heart today as, as you breathe and as you've seen and observed and we thank the lord that he's changing your vision today even in this moment and we thank the lord that he's filling your heart with compassion for these grandchildren so that they will indeed be a crown to you as an old man we prophesy that and declare that over those children we speak to their brokenness that has caused them to become the way they have become and we ask for the presence of god to go right into each one of their hearts and we thank you holy spirit that as this man intercedes for his grandchildren lord that you will break the bonds of the enemy over their lives you will break off the word curses, you will break off um, whatever circumstances that caused them to derail in the first place we ask that you would ignite their hearts and that they would have a defining moment of meeting with you Holy Spirit that you would draw them to repentance you would heal their broken hearts and turn their story around in the name of
5: Jesus. Jesus
0: thank you let testimonies come
5: Yes, more. I have nine great grandchildren. Mm-hmm. I don't want this on men. Mm-hmm. Yeah.
2: Yeah. Let's just go one step further, sorry. Um, you Sometimes you wonder why kids line up the way they line up, and a lot of times the, the generational curses that are passed through the bloodline. Um, maybe not you, maybe on on the wife's side, maybe your side, maybe grandfather, great-grandfather, mother, whatever. We just want to ask the Lord to um, break any generational curses that have thrown into these, these children in Jesus' name. Because I'm sure they wake up on certain days and go, how did I get here? I don't even know. And so... Um, That requires for you as the patriarch of the family to declare that right now. I don't know if you've ever done that before. I have. You have.
0: So keep on declaring.
5: Let's just declare it. it.
2: Let's just (laughs) declare it in Jesus' name. Um, You can pray yourself, or we can lead you. Father, in the name of Jesus,
5: I come to you. And as the authority that you have given to me, I break. Any and all generational curses that yes. has flowed from my family, from my wife's family, yes. from any family that is concerned to my
1: family.
5: Yes. Lord, I break them in the name of Jesus, that they have no hold over me or my my children or my grandchildren or my great grandchildren. Yes. Thank and you. I thank you, and I praise you for that, Lord. In
1: Jesus. Name. Amen. 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 Oh wow, yeah.
3: I, let me just. I want to pray as well, Father. I just, um, as a as a patriarch, not only for his family, but in the body of Christ, as a minister of the gospel for many years. God, I understand that that Satan um, Satan will unleash his attack on on um, on our families and our offspring. Mm-hmm. And, um, and and I just um, right now in the name of Jesus, we just we recognize that the enemy uh, the enemy has targeted these young people. Uh, Father, I just right now I um, I render his attack and his strategy as um, um, as worthless. Mm-hmm. God, I I, um, I just pray in the name of Jesus that the plan and the purposes that you have for them. God, that they would awaken to the reality that they were born with a purpose and that, um, uh, that the enemy has, has tried to taint that and destroy that. Uh, but God, just like, um, uh, just like uh, all of humanity, you rescued us. God, when the enemy came to destroy humanity, you stepped in and you rescued us. And then Father, I just pray in that situation, all of those circumstances, God, that You would step in and rescue them right now in the name of Jesus, and that the attacks of the enemy would not, um, uh, would not, that He would not win in Jesus' name. Yes, Lord,
0: Lord, and as representatives of their generation, Lord, we pray that You would harvest more
1: souls—yeah,
0: of uh, uh, girls, women, and guys, and similar. Situations in their life, Lord, that they would find their safety in you.
1: Yeah.
0: Lord, make this house a safe place yeah. for people that are trapped in sin to yeah. find their redeemer. Yeah. Thank yeah. you, Lord. Oh, amen. Amen. This first
1: this struck me. i would never really paid attention to that. That, that my grandchildren are crown my five children all have good marriages, and all all godly, but their children don't think they need to get married anymore. Right. It's it's like as it goes down the line, the devil is down there waiting for some way to get back at mm-hmm. us. Uh,
0: he has always been after the seed. Always. Yes,
1: he does. It
0: doesn't win. It doesn't win. Every generation needs its own revival.
1: Yeah. Yeah.
0: Uh, Jacob got one. He wasn't Isaac. He wasn't Abraham. He needed one too because right. he was a rascal. Right. So. <laughs> and then his boys needed a big do. Yeah. So. <laughs> yeah, that's good. Anybody get verse 7? 8? 9? I got 9. I did too. You go first.
4: <laughs> so he who covers a transgression seeks love, but he who repeats a matter separates friends. Mm. Covering someone's sin, particularly on the husband and kids, is protecting them out of love. Bringing it up often or reminding them of what they did wrong brings shame, guilt, and condemnation, ultimately dividing and separating the bond of unity in our relationship. So the application is that I must draw nearer to God because He is love. And only through His love can I choose to cover and protect those around me when they're in sin. And I just wrote, I have to study what does love look like. Mm
1: -hmm.
4: And my prayer was, Oh Father, draw me close to You. Teach me to love like You love. Help me to consider others as more important than me. Show me how to cherish and protect relationships by pursuing
1: love. Well,
0: I got the same verse. He who covers a transgression seeks love, but he who repeats a matter separates friends. And I got hit between the eyes, which I'll share at the end. Uh, The observation I got was a loving person will try to overlook someone's faults, and a divisive person will spread the news about their error, thus damaging relationships. Application. Often I may perceive a weakness or weaknesses in another. This information should only be used for prayer and, if necessary, loving confrontation. If I do otherwise, I could be sowing discord, which is something God hates.
1: <laughs>
0: in fact, he hates the people that sow discord. Right, right. My prayer is, Father, thank you for showing this to me. Please forgive me for my transgressions. <laughs> With this, and for being discreet and patient when I too am weak. In your merciful name, amen. So, my title was Discretion Needed. And so, in application, I have to repent to you. We were talking about pastors taking sabbaticals and how awesome that is. And then I shared a story of a pastor who was overworking his staff and didn't really realize it. Took a big, big, uh, sabbatical, and then come back to a heartbreaking situation, lost two really key staff members. All right. I could have shared that story without giving names and such details and got the same point across. So please forgive me. May uh, your view of that person not change at all. They've learned from it, so anyway, I'm learning now to be more discreet. So Mm -hmm. anyway.
3: Any consolation? I don't remember the name.
0: Okay, good. Good.
5: Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. I didn't, I didn't you. know the man, so okay. I don't remember
0: it. <laughs> All right, thank you. All right, anybody get verse 10, 11, 12? Who's left? Okay, what number did you get?
2: 22. And you? I got 17.
0: Okay, you go 17.
2: Okay. Proverbs 17, 17, a friend loves at all times, and a brother is born for adversity. And I called it a safe and loving place. I I want to be that. My observation, as a friend, I'm called to love unconditionally. As a result, I become like a relative to someone who has walked through adversity or hard times, and they know that I have walked with them and still love them through it. Application. As a counselor, I am to not only hear, listen, and give God the advice, I must show unconditional love to where that person in need has so much trust in me like a brother or sister and feels safe during and after the issues are dealt with. My prayer was, God help me with this gift of counsel on my life. Do not harden my heart and become like a robot who just listens and responds without having a heart of unconditional love. Help me to always have a sincere desire to minister and be a safe place for the people to come to, uh, for the people to come to uh, during adversity. So I wanna be that safe place.
1: Amen. Mm-hmm. That's good. All right, verse wow, 22. So mm.
2: Well, I chose verse 22. A merry heart does good like medicine, but a broken spirit drives the bones.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: And I call it the joy of the Lord is my strength. Mm-hmm.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: And my observation is being joyful in whatever the circumstance will renew my spirit and bring peace and joy into my life and bring health to my bones. My application is if I put on joy like a coat or a cloak and praise and worship with my mouth, knowing that, In all of this, the circumstances, no matter what they are, uh, will change. And my outlook will be different. And out of God's joy, I will spread joy. And so my prayer is, Father, help me to be grateful and joyful for all the treasures that you have given me. Mm -hmm. Let my words be only the word of the Lord. Mm -hmm. So that I am renewed with your strength and purpose Mm daily.
3: Amen. That that's, good. Oh, yeah. that's good. So I got verse 22 as well.
1: Hope.
3: Okay. Um, Don't go
1: deep. i not. <laughs> <laughs> uh, was a merry heart is
3: good like medicine, but a broken spirit dries the bones. Um, laughter, enjoying life, joy produces healing, like just like medicine. But a broken spirit is like a disease that causes death. Hmm. Um, and um, application um, I need to laugh more enjoy life more in order to do that I have to cast the cares of my life and my worries um, on him the Lord gave me scripture in, in his presence there is fullness of joy I need to place a priority on being in his presence and then he gave me the other scripture is joy is my strength um, and I'm, I'm just exhausted all the time. And um, and so the Lord just be, just spoke to me about, um, I've, I've just become tame as I've gotten older. And even though I, I make people laugh, it, sometimes I struggle to just enjoy life. Um, mm-hmm. So my prayer is, remind me daily to place a priority on entering your presence. As I do that, I thank you, Lord, that you have promised to fill me with your joy, which in turn strengthens me to do what you put at my hand to do. Apart from you, I can do nothing. I pray that you alert me to those moments when I am trying to operate in my own strength. That's good.
1: Yeah. That's good. That's so mm-hmm.
2: easy to do as a pastor when you have all that responsibility and you, you have all
1: that. Give them clock out.
3: <laughs> yeah. You <guys>
1: go.
0: <laughs> you have that That's time. good.
3: That's good. But mm-hmm. it, Alan, I just want to say, you know, I, I, I too, journal, mm-hmm. and then for seasoned stone, and, um, and then you, you, you find yourself always in preparing message mode, you know, yeah. and, mm-hmm. um, and I do, you know, I meditate on the word. All the week, all week long, but it's generally about what Sunday is going to be about, and there have to be times when when it's just me and him, and it's always and it needs to be about me. Mm-hmm. Um, and so, you know, I, I don't, you know, obviously everybody was ministered to, but I mean, this was huge for me. I have a journal in my, I don't, I have a journal in my.
0: Office. or Sature.
3: whatever, yeah. and um, it does not have a word written in it, <laughs> and it's been in there for several months. So yeah. it's just sad. I see it yeah. in there. I'm like, well, someday I'm going to write in that.
0: This, <laughs> is a, this is a simple way. Um, there's there's another way that uses the acronym SWORD, but I just could. Uh, it was just a little too complicated for some works. I know there's one that does it. Uh, it's a three-step thing, but yeah. this one, I just think there's value in writing out the Word or looking at that verse by itself and letting it speak to you.
1: Well, and
3: the whole the soap thing, the cleansing thing. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's yeah. It's just good. It just Eating the good. Word, yeah. yeah. I have yeah.
5: never heard, ever, what I'm going
1: to <laughs> Oh, sweet. Um, my wife is a great during my, See every every morning, too. Put something in that uh, in that journal, and she loves to spend time reading the uh, scripture every morning. That's good. Which kind of, I'm not going to, to talk about myself. <laughs> <laughs> but she, she's very faithful in this. Oh, she's man. going to enjoy it. If I'm to able to do it. Good. Thank you.